So we all have been there. Or you will be. And for many of you, that's exactly where you are right now. Enough. Enough. And we've got different ways of saying it, different ways of communicating it, different phrases we use. You'll hear people say, and maybe you say, I've had it. That's it. Or I'm at my limit. I'm maxed out. You're at your wit's end, the end of your rope, where you just simply say, I can't take it anymore. Enough. Maybe you feel that way because of what's going on in your marriage. Possibly nobody knows. Maybe it's common knowledge. Maybe this is something that's going on between you and a child. You and a family member. You have a situation that's brought you to the point of enough. Maybe it's a friend thing. Maybe it's a financial thing. That you're under such a heavy financial weight and burden that you're ready to tap out. I'm done. Or it's a job. Or the lack of a job. Or it could be your health. Maybe you're sick. Maybe they don't know what's wrong with you and you've been struggling health-wise for a very, very long time. Or maybe they do know what's wrong with you and it's, you just can't seem to function very well. Possibly, you may have just lost someone very close to you and you've got all kinds of questions and it was just, just the last thing, right? They died and now what? It could be that it's just been one thing after another, just that and then that and then, oh great, now this. Or it could be that it's like everything all at once. You ever been there where it's just like, really? Or maybe you look in the mirror and you're like, man, that's my life. My life is described with enough. Your mind and your emotions take a beating your body takes a beating. Your soul takes a beating when you've had enough. I want you to meet Justin and Gina and hear their story. In 2008, we, our lives were changed forever. Um, as we were preparing for our uh, wedding, my mom lost her battle with cancer four months before um, that day. So as I'm preparing for the happiest day of our life, at 26 years old, I just lost my mom. And it was really, I needed her there and she couldn't be there. Um, just two short years later, in 2010, uh, we welcomed our beautiful daughter Mia into this world and she was our little miracle. Uh, the day I went back from maternity leave, my dad was rushed to the hospital that evening. 
he was um, diagnosed a few days later with terminal lung cancer. Spent nine months taking care of him and being a new mom at the same time. He got to meet Mia and be a part of that. I'm very grateful for the time I had with him. We were able to spend a lot of time talking about um, what he wanted and the fact that he was at peace and he was ready and that made it a little bit easier to bear. Dad passed away in fall of 2011, a week before Mia turned one. I believe as bad as those losses were for her that it's gonna help a close friend, someone that we don't know right now, someone that we're gonna to get to know in the future, help give them someone to talk to about that situation. Um, a lot of people haven't lost their parents, uh, me included. So the fact that she can talk to me about that and help me through that time will only help make that time just a little bit easier when it comes. Justin and I talk a lot about the tragedies that happened in our marriage. I thought the worst had happened in our lives, but nothing could prepare us for what was to come. So what do we do when we've reached the point of enough? What, what do you do? How do we react? Thought about that and I just jotted some things down. Maybe you'll find yourself in one of these responses. Maybe you're the kind of person you just give up. Hands thrown in the air. That's it. I quit. Or maybe you don't give up. You blow up. And it's the anger and the rage. And even though you know it just makes things worse and doesn't really help anything, you, you blow up. Or you isolate yourself and you push everyone else away. Or maybe you pretend. You pretend. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm good. I'm okay. Or it could be your response is one of wallowing in the self-pity cycle. Poor me. No one knows. No one gets it. No one's ever been through what I've gone through. Or you try to self-medicate. With unhealthy habits, patterns of behaviors, and addictions. Oh, no, no, now you wouldn't call it an addiction. I mean, you've got it under control, but it's an addiction. Or it could be that your response is just to try harder, 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 work harder, and now you're exhausted. Or it could be that you're the kind of person that just looks for anyone or anything to blame. How do you respond? I want to suggest a different response. I want to warn you, it's, it's going to seem odd. Instead of any of the things I've just described, when you find yourself at the point of enough, I want to challenge you and suggest to you that the best response is to simply, ready for it? Embrace it. Embrace it. Why? Because there's a purpose at play. Which brings an opportunity before you. Now, now hold on, hold on, don't, don't, don't tune me out. Those of you that are watching online, don't get up and say, that's it. Close the computer, you turn the TV off, and you're like, dude, this, this guy is nuts. He don't get it. He's evidently not been through anything. 
Or maybe you're one of our locations and you're like, that's it. I'm going to make it look like I got to go to the bathroom, but I'm out of here. Yeah. Hear me out. I ask that you hear me out. Because I want to suggest to you something to consider. And let me begin like this. What other options do you have other than to embrace it? Like, you could say it's all chance, and some people do. Some people say this is just random chance, that what happens happens, and we don't know why it happens, and there's no rhyme, and there's no reason to it. It just kind of happens, right? The problem with that is we don't really have a category in our brains for things that matter that just kind of happen. It doesn't sit well with us. It kind of leads us to a point of madness, and no wonder we give up. I mean, if you're just a, one of those chance kind of people, no wonder you're going nuts. No wonder you're going crazy. No wonder you're spinning around. No wonder you want to throw your hands up in the air and say, I, I give up. I quit. Because it's just chance, and you're just caught in this random backwash between stuff that happens. See, I don't think that settles well with anybody. Or it could be, no, it's all because of choice. If you've had enough, it's because you did something or somebody else did something. It's choices you made or choices that somebody else made. And there's a lot of truth to the fact that we do have to deal with the consequences, good or bad, of our behavior. Our behavior matters. However, if you're the kind of person that says, well, you brought this on yourself and everything in your mind happens because you did or didn't do something or someone else did or didn't do something, that's a lot of pressure, guys, to perform well. To perform flawlessly enough to not have to deal with your limit. Here's the problem <laughs> that creates. If you're a choice person, that, that's confusing. You know why? Because we all know that eventually we're going to see examples and experience in our own lives and people around us that many times... Bad things happen to people who have made good choices. And good things happen to people who have made bad choices. So that logic breaks down that it's all just choice and you only get what you choose. I want you to consider that the truth is that there's a purpose. There's a purpose. You say, well, that, that doesn't really help me. Hold on, we're getting there. There's a purpose. A bigger picture than what you can see, maybe than what you have the ability to understand at this point, there is a bigger picture. And when you embrace the truth that there is a bigger picture and a purpose at play for your I've had enough kind of moments, for whatever has brought you to the enough place, then you're in a position where you trust and I, I get it. Trust is not near as fun as control. But how's that working out for you? There's a purpose. There's a bigger picture, and it leads us to the place of trust. And if there's a purpose, then there's an opportunity for you and I to experience something amazing in the middle, right smack dab in the middle of enough. And it's this right here. To experience that Jesus is enough when you've had enough. That Jesus is enough when you've had enough. Now hold on, hold on, because right now, 
Some of you maybe that aren't Christians and you're not a follower of Jesus, first of all, we are so glad that you've tuned in and you've joined us. And I know it's a big risk for you to kind of take this moment and you're like, okay, okay, I'll go to church with you. And you're, you're right now, you're on the verge of checking out because you think I don't have a freaking clue. Or maybe you're a Christian and you think the same thing. You're like, oh, great, that's just a cliche. Jesus is enough when you've had enough. Man, that's bumper sticker. That's what you hang on the wall. That's what you buy at one of those like bookstores that's all just Christian Jesus stuff. And, and you buy and put it on a wall. Yeah, that's stuff they say at a funeral. That, that doesn't help me. That's too simple for my problems. That's too simple for what I'm going through. And really, it's a little cheesy and weird. Jesus is enough when you've had enough. I get it. But it's absolute truth. Jesus is enough when you've had enough. And the truth is, I can't fully explain that to you. I wish I could give you an airtight case to prove to you that this is true. So that you would walk out of here with absolute confidence, but I can't fully explain why this is true. It's something you've got to experience for yourself to believe it. It's one of those things that's supernatural. It's one of those things that's beyond just human understanding and human comprehension and human explanation. You've got to experience it to get it. That Jesus is enough when you've had enough. For you to experience the sufficiency of Christ in your life that you are actually experiencing his strength and his help and his power. See, the whole purpose of God allowing you to go through the enough moments and getting to the place where you're at your limit is so that you will discover that he is enough. And I understand how frustrating that can be. But I'm going to tell you that until you accept this is true, you're going to consistently be frustrated and even bitter that life doesn't work the way you want. Because I, I know what some of you are thinking. Dude, that all sounds good. That's great. That, that's all nice and Jesus-y. But I just want stuff to get better. I just need my life fixed. I need this situation handled. I need this person to change. I need what I'm experiencing to go away. I want what I hoped for. I want what I prayed for. I want what I thought would happen. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you that Jesus offers you something better than your life getting fixed the way you want it. And I, I know that's a big statement but I believe it and I know it's true. I've experienced it. Jesus actually offers us something better than our life getting fixed and going the way we want it. You know what he offers us? Himself. Himself. You say, well, that doesn't help me. That's because you haven't experienced it. That's because you don't know what you're talking about yet. Again, it's one of those things that you have to experience it to know. And when you have, you will have no doubt that Jesus is enough when you've had enough. 
See, the problem we face is that when we come to the end, I mean, when we come to this whole thing of enough, we see it as the end. We see it as over, done. I'm at my limit. I'm capped out, done, through, see you tomorrow, or not. And God wants us to see enough as a new beginning. We see it as it's the end. God says, no, no, it's not the end. Because see, when you and I come to the end of ourselves, we're just at the beginning of him. It's not the end. It's a new beginning, an opportunity for you to know and experience God like you've never known him and you've never experienced him before. There are some things you will never experience until you're at your limit. There are some things you will never know until you're at the point of enough. Some of the most meaningful experiences you will ever have with God come at the point of enough and not until you've had enough. That's the truth. You see, it's at the point of enough, that place where you're at right now that you would have never wanted to be, that you never dreamed you would be, that you wish you could just run away from. It's at this point where you begin to experience the miraculous. It's where you begin to experience what it means to truly be close to God. It's where you learn about who God is. It's where you learn about yourself. It's where you learn about life. It's where you really begin to experience what it means to experience God's blessings, for God to provide for you, ultimately for God to come to your rescue. See, you don't need any of that until you've had enough. It opens up an opportunity. Enough is a doorway to the most meaningful experience you will ever have with God. So embrace it. If you're a follower of Jesus and you have been for any probably number of time, number of years, you probably have heard this name I'm getting ready to share with you. And most of you probably have not. So let me kind of give you a quick synopsis. Johnny Erickson Tata, follower of Jesus, who for the last 50 years, it's very influential in the Christian community, for the last 50 years has been a quadriplegic. She wasn't born that way. She was born healthy and was very athletic as a teenager. And about 50 years ago, she had a diving accident that resulted in her injury and for the last 50 years, bound to a wheelchair. A scenario that most all of us would say, yeah, I see that. If that were me, I mean, that's enough. I mean, come on. How do you explain that? What's up with that? Enough. Here's something I read that she said not long ago. I don't want to share it with you. I think it's fascinating. It's so true, too. She says, pain is a friend who will introduce you to a Jesus you would have never known. Pain is a friend. A friend? Who will introduce you to a Jesus you didn't even know existed. What is she saying? Is that she's learned firsthand that Jesus is enough when she's had enough. And it's a doorway an invitation to experience things, miraculous things. Not that all your problems will go away because she's still in a wheelchair and it's been 50 years. She's not getting out, not on this side of eternity. And she says, it's introduced me to a Jesus I would have never known. So what's your enough? 
I want to show you something. I want to take you back thousands of years and to a time when God's people, the people of Israel, were in a, a season of life where they had had enough. They were in exile, which means they were away from their homes and everything they loved and everything they knew that was familiar and all their customs and all their traditions completely removed from their culture, completely removed from their society and all that was familiar and they're in this foreign land with foreign rules and foreign experiences and they're freaking out and it's been that way for a long time now and they've had enough. And God used the prophet Isaiah to deliver a message to his people during that time, during their time of enough that you and I desperately need to clue into because it's true for us as well. This is what God says through Isaiah. He says, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be discouraged for I am your God and I will strengthen you and help you and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You see, that doesn't mean anything to you until you've had enough because you don't need help until you've had enough. You don't need strength until you've had enough. You don't need God to hold you up until you can't hold yourself together. See, it brings you to a point where you get to experience something you've never got to experience before. And God says, now I know you've had enough, but here's what you're getting ready to experience. You're getting ready to experience me in a way that you never thought possible. He goes on in another part of Isaiah's message to them. He says, do not be afraid. For I have ransomed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. In other words, I see you. I'm not numb to your pain. You belong to me. And I want you to know something. And what I'm getting ready to read to you, actually, Pastor Ike shared last week. And I had no idea he was going to read this passage and talk about this when he uh, wrapped up our series last week. He had no idea that I was going to use this this week. And I just love it when a plan comes together. But I want you to see it from kind of a different angle. He says, your mind, I've ransomed you. You belong to me and this is what you need to know. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. Notice that, when, not if. When, not if. Not in some crazy idea or chance that things get hard. No, no. He said, it's gonna happen, gang. When you have had enough it's not the end i will be with you you're not gonna drown he goes on with more he says when you walk through the fire of oppression you will not be burned up the flames will not consume you now he didn't say it wasn't gonna be hot right he didn't say you wouldn't feel it he didn't say you wouldn't freak out a little bit He didn't say that you would, you know, God has a plan. Oh, you hate it when people say stuff like that. And I have a fist. <laughs> but that, that's the non-Jesus side of me, okay? Just, there is that side, right? By the way, we're working on a, a series in, in a few weeks, uh, actually a couple of months, uh, Stupid Stuff Christians Say. That may be one of them. And it's, it's going to be fun. Hmm. When? 
He didn't say it wasn't going to be hard. He just said it won't be the end of you. It won't be the end of you. You will not be consumed. You will not be burned up. It ain't over. And he says this, love it. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And see, we have a problem with this. We like the idea of it, but here's our problem with God being our Savior in our minds. Because he didn't save us from enough. At least not enough enough. And we think if God is a Savior, then why am I going through enough? Then why am I going through this? Then why am I experiencing this again? Why is it one thing after another or all at once? You see, often God doesn't save us from things. He saves us through things and in spite of things. That's why he's the Savior. And actually, that makes him a better Savior. Is that he can come and rescue you, not just from enough, but he can rescue it through enough and rescue you in spite of all the enough moments where you've had it, you're at your limit. See, that's what makes a savior a great savior, that nothing can stop him. And see, you, you may be listening to me and say, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, you've got to experience it. You've got to be willing to experience it. That Jesus is enough when you've had enough. In fact, Jesus told his disciples one day this very thing, right before Jesus left earth and returned to heaven, in other words, right before Jesus was crucified, Buried, rose again, just like he said, and ascended to heaven. Just right before those moments, Jesus had this conversation with his disciples where he was kind of letting them know, okay, fellas, here's the deal. Here's reality. Um, I'm getting ready to leave you, and you're it. I got a great plan for you. I got a purpose for you. There's things I want you to do, and I'm leaving. I'll send you my spirit, and they had no idea what all that meant. I, I, I'm going to strengthen you, and they had no idea. All they could hear is like, he's leaving, he's leaving, he's checking out. What the heck? And then Jesus kind of throws the gauntlet down. He just kind of goes for it. This is what Jesus said. To his closest followers, he said, guys, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. In other words, there's a reason I'm telling you this. And he says, here on earth... You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. In this world, not you might, you could, it's possible. No, you will count on it, bank on it. It's going to happen. It's the same thing Isaiah was saying, when, not if. In this world, Jesus said, you will have enough. But when you have enough, I am enough. I will be enough. Don't freak out. Take heart. Be encouraged. I am enough. And he said, not only have I the ability to overcome all of your enough, I have the ability to overcome the world of enough. I've overcome the world. And again, it does not mean all your problems go away. And that enough goes away because often God uses enough as the doorway and the pathway for you and I to experience this truth. One more I want to show you. 
Later on in the first century, the Apostle Paul, I mean, like God's guy in the first century, after, you know, he, the disciples and all and Jesus and his ministry and he'd gone to come back to heaven. I mean, if there was like a guy, like first string quarterback, franchise guy, it, it was Paul. And you would think that God's guy, has got like God's guy, has got the God's guy blessing and the God's guy inside track to everything and that everything's going to go really good for Paul. When the exact opposite happened, he was constantly at the point of enough, constantly, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, constantly, time and time and time again. Then they'd throw him in jail for doing good things. And then they'd beat him half to death for doing great things. Constantly at the point of enough, of enough, of enough. And, and there was a, a moment that Paul was sharing some of this with a group of Christians in the city of Corinth. And in his letter to them, he said, I've learned something. I want to share it with you. It sounds crazy. This is what Paul said. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. What? Says, okay, which is it? That's a contradiction. It sounds crazy. For when I'm weak then I'm strong. You know what Paul's saying? I've learned. When I get to the point of enough, I've learned. That's when I discover that he is enough. It's when I'm at my limit. It's when I'm at my wit's end. I can't take it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I can't talk anymore. I can't even process. I cannot handle this anymore. I've had enough. Paul says, then I experience not his own strength, but the power and strength of Christ in him and through him at work in his life. And you say, well, that doesn't really sound all that awesome to me because you've never experienced it. It's one of those things that you got to be willing to experience. And when you experience, you will have no doubt. Now, it doesn't mean that everything gets easy. It doesn't mean that all your problems go away. It just means that you've learned that Jesus is enough when you've had enough. I don't know what your enough is. And this week, you're going to circle up in groups, and you're going to talk about this, and you're going to hear about other people's enough, and you're going to get to share your enough, and you can you know, compare and contrast enough. You can just talk about that until y'all have had enough. Okay? Won't take long. Enough of this. What are we drinking here? <laughs> you know. And I don't know how God is going to address your enough situation. It could be that God does change your circumstances. Because he does that from time to time, you know. And really, that's all we, you know. Honestly, we're pretty shallow. That's really all we want. We want God to fix stuff. And, and there are times when God will do that. He will save you by changing your circumstances. But a lot of times, he doesn't do that. Instead of changing circumstances, he starts changing you in the middle of your circumstances. Or he may bring people into your life You've had enough, and he's going he's gonna to get you through this by bringing people into your life, maybe that you didn't know or maybe that you didn't see, and people who love you and care for you, people you didn't even expect. And he's going to love on you through the love of other people, and he's going to strengthen you through the encouragement of other people. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't know how he will prove to you that he is enough when you've had enough, but it is true. And I'm not saying it's true just because I'm the pastor guy. I'm saying it's true because I've lived it. I live it. I'm on, I'm in, 
I'm on your side. I, I would think somebody in my position would get a pass on a lot of this stuff. I get no pass. And, and, and in case you're sitting there thinking, well, that's easy for you to say, pastor man. Listen, I, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, I've been to the point where I have just had it. And sometimes it's been because of sickness. And I don't mean, uh, he's under the weather. No. I'm talking about moments where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know if I'm going to be around here much longer. I know what it's like as a dad, listen, as a parent, listen, parents, to literally be brought to your knees. Oh, because you were praying? No, because I ain't got the strength to stand and put one foot in front of the freaking other one. I've had it. I know what depression is like, and I don't mean a bad day, and I don't mean the blues. I mean meds. I need medicine kind of depression. I know what it's like as a pastor to be in a moment where you're like, I can't, I cannot handle this. I cannot do this. I cannot fix this. I cannot make this better. I cannot handle this pressure. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I know what it's like to be facing a situation that you feel completely incapable and ill-equipped for. I know what anxiety is. And I know that Jesus is enough when I've had enough, not because I'm a pastor, but because Jesus is my savior. Are you hearing me? He's taken me through so many things that I thought would take me out. There've been many times that I thought, this is it, this is it, this is it, final chapter, this is it. Say your goodbyes. Time and time again, I've seen him take me through what I was swearing would take me out. And he will take you through the things that you think are going to take you out. So listen, if you're not a follower of Jesus, listen carefully. This is why you need to trust Jesus, among other reasons. I mean, there's the whole heaven and hell thing, eternity. We talked about that a few weeks ago. That's pretty big. But you're going to have enough on this side of eternity. So much, you don't need to try to go that alone. You need a savior. And he may or may not save you from it, but he certainly will save you through it and save you in spite of it. You need to put your trust in him. Hey, and listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, this is what it means to continually receive the love of Jesus, learning that he is enough when you've had enough. Maybe you've been following Jesus as as a Christian for so many years that if you'll think about it, you can look back and see, well, there are moments when I thought that would take me out and it didn't take me out. He took me through what I thought would take me out. And you look back and you go, I made it through that. I made it through that. And look, I'm here today. Now you may have some scars. You may have a limp. That's okay. That's life. But if you look back, You've been following Jesus for any amount of time. You know that he is enough when you've had enough and you just need to be reminded he will be enough again. He will be enough right now. He will be, he always has been and he always will be and he is right now. I don't know any other way to put it. You are holding on to the one who is literally holding on to you 
And that should bring you peace, perspective, resolve. That when you've had enough, you're going to make it. It's not over. It's not the end. It's a new beginning. It's a doorway. An invitation for you to experience the most meaningful things with God that you've ever dreamed possible. He is your Savior. And when you've had enough, he is and will be enough. I want to pray for you. Tell him you've had enough. Tell him. Be honest with him. He won't be surprised him. Ask him to help you. Call on him to show you how he is enough. Trust him. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your promise that you are enough when we've had enough and we don't feel it, we don't see it, it doesn't make sense, we don't understand it, we can't put it all together, we are at the end of ourselves, but help us all realize when we are at the end of ourselves, we are at the beginning of discovering who you really are and what you can truly do in our lives. For every person in this room, under the sound of my voice, wherever they're watching, is not trusting you as Savior. Help them to put their trust in you right now because they're going to have enough. And for every person that is a follower of Jesus, may they remember you've always been enough. You always will be enough and you will be and are enough now in this moment. Father, help us to walk through that doorway of trusting you into experiences that we'd never have otherwise. May we experience firsthand your sufficiency, your strength, the fact that you are strong when we are weak, and I know this room is filled with people who are weak, and I'm one of them. So we trust you. We call on you. The one who is enough. In Jesus' name, amen.